The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good somewhere, good welcome to Laugh and Learn. We were supposed to be on another page, but ooh, guess who couldn't get it right? Y'all know I'm not uh, technically savvy, so yeah, I was supposed to be on the Laugh and Learn podcast page, but girl, I don't know what this new tablet is doing, because my, my girl ain't here to help me out with my stuffy stuff today. Y'all don't like my hair? They said my wig is giving disaster. My wig is looking, this is fly. This is called windblown. <laughs> I've been in the wind. I was, let me tell y'all something. I was distracted this morning because I was watching the news and prayers to the people in Brooklyn, New York, who were on the subway. I would hate to be a short, fat black man in Brooklyn right now because, baby, you know the police is on high alert looking for whoever the man was because they did not catch the suspect that uh, released a smoke bomb and then just started shooting in the subway. This is just to show you that people are really, really, really on edge right now, ladies and gentlemen. You know, that's just showing that people are human. This pandemic had more effect on more people than we know, i.e. Will Smith. Y'all ready to throw Will Smith up under the bus, but Will is human. He's a human being, and it just happened. It happened. I'm glad you guys joined me today. My partner, Lauren Hogan, could not be here today. Her other job has kept her away. She's really, really busy. And uh, But I'm here. Y'all don't like my hair. Y'all don't like my hair. It was cute when I put it on. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's still cute. I felt being blonde today. Um, 
this week we did get the appointment of Katanji Brown Jackson. Yay! We got our first black female to be appointed to the Supreme Court as a justice. So I'm proud of that. This was a great week for black women. Uh, it was also a scary week because so many people in Congress and so many people that were there have tested positive for coronavirus. I'm hoping that y'all did not think that corona was gone. I hope y'all didn't think that Corona was done. She's not done. She's still around. So you still have to take the precautions, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, all that. They relaxed the rules, but that don't mean that the Corona got relaxed. Baby, let me tell y'all something. I got on my my, uh, scarecrow hair today. But the conversation today is going to be so great. Kendall was here. Hey, Kendall. It is going to be the most magnificent conversation today because not only is my very special guest I'm a fan of, but I met her uh, well, via Zoom with uh, when I was working with Karen Hunter doing the Karen Hunter Friday shows, Foolish Fridays with Karen Hunter. And we all know uh, Erica Alexander. We know her from as Maxine Shaw, attorney at law from Living Single. We know her from the Cosby show. But there is a passion project that she's working on. She's a director. She's an actress. She's a lot of things. Um, I mean, I just found out today that her birthday is the same as my drag mother, Sherry Payne's birthday, which is 1119. That's my drag mother's birthday. So she's going to be my very special guest and she's going to come on. I want you flame mess to weigh in with questions. I want you all to be respectful. I want you to ask questions that's important. Don't come on here with BS because you know I do not play BS. And there's an X at the top. I will block your ass for generations. You know I don't care. You know mother does not care. So, yeah, we're going to have a great conversation with her. I'm just mortified at what's going on in the world and that people do not see other people's humanity because, no, I do not agree with this man shooting up the subway in Brooklyn. But it just goes to show you that everybody who lives in in, in the world who's been affected by the effects of the pandemic, the death, the numbers of death, and also being stuck in the house, the financial crisis that it has caused, the ostracization, the the loneliness, it is coming out in ways that we have not would not believe. I think Will Smith. I don't know if the pandemic got to Will Smith, but I think it was a buildup of things, and now people are exploding. This man went in there and released a smoke bomb, and when people started running, this fool started shooting. So before I go any further, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about some other things, but I want to get to this because she has other stuff to do, and I'm, I appreciate that she took the time to come on with me. And we spoke months ago. I told her I was going to get a chance to interview with her, so I'm glad we had a conflict. We had a conflict scheduling conflict yesterday, but today we don't, and she is here, so I'm going to bring her on the great, the one and only, the beautiful, Miss Erica Alexander, the Maverick, Miss Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. Oh, guys, the love when you used to say that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome my special guest, the beautiful Miss Erica Alexander. Hello, Erica the Great. Hello, Monroe Flame, the uh, most daring and beautifulest. <laughs> How are you, beautiful? How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm good. You know what I got? I got a quick quick I got a quick uh, story for you about that shooting. Okay. I was on the R train last night going to the Poor People's Campaign over um Reverend Barber was here and um I, I went out to support him and, and uh, do the rally in the march and I took the R train and that's the R train that I took. Oh my God. I'm so glad that God protected what, you and kept you off of that train. You, you know, I would hate to be a short, fat black man in Brooklyn right now because, you know, the police are on high alert. And, and I'm not saying that as a joke, but they're not going to see a face. Their description is a, a five by five heavy set black man. So all black men in Brooklyn, if you five by five, stay in the house, please. Because, baby, they just going to go crazy. It's real. Yes, it's, 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 it's scary. Real. It's I am real. so glad that you, I'm so sorry about the mix-up yesterday. We had a scheduling conflict. She thought I was on the East Coast. I thought she was on the West Coast. But we're here today. And I'm telling you, all week and all weekend, I've been catching up on my old Living Single episodes. And woo-woo. you know what made me fall in love with you? Not only your character on Living Single, but when you got married, you got married in a pair of sneakers. I thought that was the cutest shit ever. <laughs> I remember seeing your wedding photos. I know. You know what it was? So thank you. I had gotten a dress, and I didn't want to wear white. And everyone said, I want to wear red. Get the same dress, but beat it in red. And people were like, no, you have to wear white. And I bowed to the pressure, and I hated that. So at the end, the designer of the dress 
sent me a couple of pair of his shoes that he had just done a line for kids. And they had this sort of golden peacock print on it. And I said, I didn't like any of the shoes they got me for the dress because my assistant had helped me get some shoes. And they were, back in the day, shoes for wedding dresses were awful. Anyway, long story short, I put those shoes on. And that was my defiant move. And it also made me feel like me. But when I, I figured no one was going to see my feet anyway. But when I came down the steps, I picked up my dress and everyone saw my shoes and started laughing. So it was actually a really good moment for me. That was great. You know, you always have to find you in a, in the midst of everything else. It, a whole lot of chaotic stuff can be going on around you, but you always have to find you. And I love that you found you at that moment. That was great. <laughs> Let's get Thank to live. Let me get to living single because let me tell you something. That show was such a popular show, and 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 I'm older than you. I'm, I'm a couple a couple of years. Uh, look, but that show that show taught me. Um, how to roommate if I had to roommate because you guys had disagreements. You had, dis- you know, you had, but you, at the end you always found solace because your friendship was more important than the disagreement you had. I love that that show taught that because, you know, they love to say that a bunch of black women can't be in a room together or it's always going to become chaotic and, and disastrous. But you guys show love. You guys show support. The show was so much fun. We almost felt like we were a part of the show that we watched it every week. You, that's how engaging you all were to us. And I knew the whole backstory was with the whole friends things and all that because that show you that we ain't changed much in this country. That show that last week when Katanji Brown Jackson got 53 to 47 and in 1934 or 35 when uh, Thurgood Marshall was put on, on the, he was 61 plus four and 11 against. Are we going backwards, Erica? 60 yeah. years ago. So yeah. when that show came to an end, how did you feel about it? Because the character of of uh, Maxine Shaw, Attorney Law, how close to that character is Erica Alexander? Well, you know, you bring yourself to every role you play, even though that is not ideal for someone like me because I think I'm quite boring. I'm not, certainly don't have a law degree. Come on, Miss Lane. I don't have a law degree. I'm a high school graduate of a very good school, Philadelphia High School for Girls. I did get accepted into NYU, but I left after two weeks because I got a role on a, um, in a world tour with the Royal Shakespeare Company, and it was to go around the world. And I asked my mother uh, if, if that was cool. And she said, you know, that's its own education, you, uh, to see the world. So I, I left, and then um, after that time, my father passed away, and my, I figured I was working since I was 14 and, and, and getting some film work and TV and stage. So I thought I'd help my mother and continue to work. And, and bring in an income, and that's what I did. So I'm not like my character in that way. She's highly educated, she's, but, but everything else, definite. And we were taught to expect to mentors and by them, Chisholm and, and all sorts of other people. Politically, I didn't know how much I'd get in the game, but Max is to me that. She's a, she's a, uh, a real pastiche of the women I met and the men who raised me and the people I admire. She's also the house that Fox built. Red Fox was one of my uh, comedy mentors. That's I didn't know name. I'd be such a comedic actress, but Red Fox, um, Michael J. Fox, I love Fox. I was on Fox Network, and I love Sherman Helmsley. Those are the types of people you see in Mac. Those are the people I was watching. Oh, when you were Maxine Shaw, attorney of law, and slept with all the men you wanted to, I never looked at that character as being a, a thought. I always like, y'all let men do it. I love that you were so dominant as a woman in that role, and it shows so much male aggression, or not aggression, that's not the right word. It shows so much male dominance, because, you know, men can sleep with 25 women, and nobody looks at him like he's a whore, but Maxine was like, I want this one, this one, and I'm I'm good with it. Go home. Girl, that made me like, oh, I'm going to be like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like that already. <laughs> That was the and so when the storyline went and you and Kyle hooked up with all the bickering, but the, y'all had the greatest one-liners at each other. Those one-liners that you guys would go back and forth with, how much of that was rehearsed and how much of that rolling off the top of your dome? Because some of that looked just too organic for it to be rehearsed. <laughs> that was all rehearsed. Really? And here's the thing. Oh, absolutely. You know it's. Chemistry is everything. I'm telling you who are in comedy that if you have people who you know are going to throw you the ball, the point, the only thing you have to be aware of is that the ball is going to be thrown at, but don't decide how it has to be tossed back all the way. You have to be stuck in those decisions. Mm -hmm. And so the key is to remain open 
to your urges and reactions. So what's true in the moment is how we reacted. What's true in the moment are there things that we do with our eyes, our hands, and sometimes every now and then ad libs that work. I mean, PC and I would go back and forth with that, but he would always seem to get me because he's so nasty. He go and do all that. I, I, you can see when Eric is there and Max is not, but. Yvette Lee Bowser, to her credit, not only the commission, she knew the girl. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm physical. So they had to play to my physicality. They had to play to the fact that I was unsentimental. That's very Erica, where I'm, I'm very, I have a lot of empathy and love. But I'm not a person who's going to be overly like, girl, you know you can do it. Unless that's a joke, you know. <laughs> because that's not me. What they did was put me some in there character that she created, which by the way, is Yvette Lee Bowser. She is Max. She was a person who was going to Stanford to be a lawyer and all that mess. Not me. She has, a, she married a man named Kyle Bowser, not Barker, but that's her. What they, what they got right was um, um, allowing me to be free. So all that physicality is mm -hmm. all me. Oh, that girl, you brought so much life to that role, Eric. I'm telling you, I loved all the characters on the show, but for some reason, I resonated with Max. I'm telling you, Max, to me, because you know, my first drag name was Maxine. <laughs> my very first drag name, that was it was my prostitute name. It wasn't my showgirl name. It was my whole name when I was the other girl. But that was my, that's the name of my car. My name of my new car is Maxine because that name, Maxine. that's so, it, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I thought I was the only Maxine. But so many of those uh, episodes. The eating was you. The eating was you. That's true. It was a problem. Uh-uh. The, the leeching. The, when you would just walk in the house and just take what you wanted and woo-woo-woo. And the episode that I watched this weekend that really just took me over the edge was the one with you and the girl who played Kim on um, A Different World when she was Khadijah's best friend and she was freeloading. You kept trying to tell Khadijah because I've been in that instance so many times with trying to tell another friend that another friend was... Yeah. Girl, she's, she's not the one. But uh, when I watched that episode this weekend, I was like, yep. I, it was just the greatest chemistry of all of you ladies on the show and the guys because I've never met uh, the other comedian. What's his name? Um, John Hinton. John Hinton. I never met John Hinton on the road doing stand-up, not, not as of yet. You know, I, did you know Kim Fields? Did you know Kim I met Kim. Yeah, I worked with Kim Fields actually before with uh, Sherry Shepard at the Comedy Union a few years ago. Kim is just a bubbly... Okay. I'm like, girl, do you turn off? Because, baby, she was all over the place. I'm like, do you turn off? <laughs> but that show was so popular, and I hate that the country that we live in would put two of the same, almost the same identical twin shows with one black with one white, and the one white went catapulted to the stratosphere, and the one black became, kept stayed black famous. Even though y'all crossed over some, y'all that show should have been still on TV to this day because the rules that y'all taught and the love that y'all have for each other in this show resonates with so many of the audience members. That's why we stayed tuned to that damn show every week. It wasn't because it was Queen Latifah and Kim Fields and Eric Alexander. It was because we knew these I know this bitch. I felt like I know this hoe. That's my sister. I know. That's what made it so genuine for us as audience members. And I hate that that show went away. I want to ask you, Eric, because I know you... It won't, didn't go away. It's never not been on TV. It's on there now. It's on Hulu. It's on... Well, yeah. TV. Wrong choice it's, of words. It's, it's no, never no. not been... No, no, but I know what you mean. It had to end. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And we catch those episodes. We catch those reruns every chance. Let me tell you something. It ain't nothing for me to take an edible and have a bowl of popcorn and watch Living Single mm. all day. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Well, I wish somebody would call me and put me in one. You know what my problem is with acting, Erica? They always want me to play me. I don't know how to play me. I just know how to be me. When you tell me go and it say be flame, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do. I just be flame. I don't know how to be somebody. But it's coming. Just because you said it, but it's that coming. Would be writing those scripts for you, and then, of course it is coming. We got, okay. we got, we in talks for some stuff, so we shall see. But I want to ask you because I know you were on the Cosby Show. How many seasons were you on the Cosby Show? Uh, just two, the last two. When the when the when the scandal came out about Bill Cosby, because I don't think I've ever heard you comment about. It. I don't think that you were ever put in that space because you were so young. How did you feel about that? Because you know a very different Bill Cosby than what we know. We know Bill Cosby, the the America's dad, and what we've seen. But then when we hear about this other side, you worked with him. Did you ever get any inclination about that, or how did you feel about that whole situation? 
I don't think anyone could have ever imagined that the types of allegations and um, uh, stories that came out could ever exist, not about anybody I knew, let alone about um, Mr. Cosby. What I always say, because I have been asked, is that, do I'm a woman's advocate. Um, um, my mother was molested when she was younger and my sister who was raped. Um, I speak in advocacy of women and believing them. Um, and so I believe that the women who came out um, needed to have their stories told and it needs to be told from their mouth. I did not experience that type of behavior and I'm grateful for that. It doesn't mean that um, I have nothing more to, to tell the stories of Instel Seated and um, things like that. Since these women weren't always in a position to be not only heard, but believed. Yeah. And things have changed. They were um, things that they didn't believe when children told them. And there's laws that changed because people broke through. But um, people think we're always living in this world and that uh, they don't even know what a feminist is. Feminist is, feminist is a person who believes that females should have the same rights as men. That's simply it. But that wasn't always the case. We didn't even have our right to our own credit. People, black, not black people, but women had to be signed for credit and a man had to sign with you. And um, Nate Holden was uh, um, a young councilman in LA was one of the people who changed it and then became law of the land. So y'all, we need to learn our history yeah. and understand that things change. Change change because people help change them. But what you need to know is that before you cast a stone, look at the atmosphere and look at how far we had to come for even those things to come forward. So I wish my best to all the people who are advocating for those types of changes in the world. That is great information, Erica. Thank you for that. I didn't even know that. But I am a woman. I'm, I'm an advocate for women as well because I'm a female impersonator. Let me say that one more time. I am a female impersonator. I impersonate women because I admire and adore and love women. And I'm much more comfortable working as a woman than I would be dressed up as a man. I get a lot of backlash from my own community because of that too, Erica, because I see women for the role that they position that they are in our lives as female impersonators. I would not know how to be a girl if I had to watch a guy to learn how to be a girl. That is crazy to me. I, women are givers of life. Women bring everybody to the earth. And my joke on stage is if straight people stop fucking, won't be no more LGBTQ. I'm just saying because you can't get pregnant in the booty. That's a horrible joke to say publicly, but I said it right now. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Me, Erica, as a female person, I didn't realize that I was studying women as a kid. You don't realize that you you watch your mother, your sisters, your auntie, your cousins, your best friend, because you learning how to be a girl. But you didn't know that subsequently I'm studying how to be feminine without knowing that I was actually in class. So I always admire women and uphold women to a higher standard than I would you know, one of us, plus my difference is a female impersonator and a, a, a trans woman is a trans woman and a woman is a woman. And the only differences between them besides the sexual organ is a heart and mind because a man does not think like a woman. He does not have a heart and mind of a woman. A heart, a woman's heart and mind is so different from a man's, but you have to understand women to know that. And a lot of, a lot of people don't understand women. I don't always understand you crazy heifers all the time either, but I deal with it because I like it. <laughs> Eric, Can you know, I ask you a question? Yes, of course. As an observer of women, what do you feel that you see that's consistent? And not, I know that we're not all the same, but consistent about women because you're talking about that. I'm just fascinated with the fact to be an observer of women and then also translate it and filter it through your own experience. What that what is consistent? What do you feel the strength like? and the loyalty of women? Men don't have that. Men don't have the strength, and, and I'm not talking about a physical strength. I'm talking about an emotional strength that women mm. have. Women will stay in a fight way longer than they should. Their loyalty and dedication to somebody, especially when they have children or a certain stature that they want to keep. Women will tolerate way more than a man. A man will, I'm going to get a loaf of bread and don't ever come back. You know, and when I, the man in me, when I'm done with it, I, I will walk away from it. But women will stay in it to a fault almost to me. And I love the dedication and loyalty that women give to their families, to their husbands, to their to their children, you know. And I've always wanted to be able to do that. I always wanted to be able to say, my kids drive me crazy, Erica, especially my daughters. I got two teenage daughters. I like to throw both of them off a train. Let me just be honest right now. But watch, I watched my grandmother with my mother and her, and her sisters, and they took my grandmother over the river and through the woods. And I, I listened to so many life lessons from my grandmother when she said, there will be some years that you will hate your children. I said, you'll never hate your kids. And she didn't mean hate with you like you would really hate them, although it's, it's real close. <laughs> 
But she meant there oh. will be some trying times that you will have to you remember that these are your kids and you love these people. So you have to stay in it. That is what women are to me. And the, the prime example of that was I hate that they put black people in the pigeonhole. All black people act the same because two black men recently were in the same incident. Will Smith and Chris Rock. They handle it very differently. That shows you that we are not a monolith. Just and black women, black women, black, a black woman. Katanji Brown sat for four days in front of her mom and dad, her children, her her husband and the world and was humiliated disrespected picked mm-hmm. apart made asked, they asked this woman what does being a woman mean to you i thought that was the most preponderous shit i ever heard in my life but she sat with her temperament mm-hmm. with her mind with her heart her spirit she remembered her ancestors she breathed she answered the question she gave them what they need and when it was something that was unimportant to her she said i don't even understand that question to me, that spoke volumes as being a woman, a black woman, but a fucking woman. So I will always uphold women in a higher regard. So my sisters that don't like that I hold women in a higher regard, you know how I feel about it, don't you? <laughs> don't make me take my okay. wig off and show you. <laughs> so I know that you are a women's advocate. And I know I want to talk about your passion project, Erica, because I talked about this on the panel recently because I think it was like 64 trans women came up dead last year. And... Any death is a death, but there's 94,000 black and brown women in this country missing and it goes unreported and disregarded. But Becky Sue go missing for an hour and she just in the playground. Y'all have stopped the world. I want to hear about your project. I want to hear about what you're doing with it because this, when I heard you speak about it, on I think on the Breakfast Club, I was like, damn, you know, it hit me like a ton of bricks. That could be my sister or my mom or my auntie. Uh, girl, you got the floor. We want to know. We want to know what you know. I want your brain. Oh, well, you know, thank you so much for bringing that up because the truth is, um, and we we need to start talking about trans women and all sorts of things that are going on. Because I had a conversation with Miss Frida, um, Big Frida, and um, about just violence overall in the in the trans community and how this is good one will is and now hearing never hear from and it's from, uh, Gwen Ifoid called this missing white woman syndrome. The fact that we will go, as you say, to damsel in distress, blonde, blue-eyed, usually um, um, person, who, by the way, if they go missing, they deserve the activity to be found. That's not what the problem is. The problem is that we do it to the exclusion of black and brown and indigenous women and people who are differently able. Any of these people just go missing, and it's just what it is. And so um, Tamika Houston is the young woman that we do the, uh, the uh, it's an audible series, an audible original. Charlemagne the God is one of the producers and Kevin Hart. I love Charlemagne, I know you know and, and love him. He's done so much to uplift and support and produce these types of things, give people down. He produced the podcast, the reparations podcast. But what we did is we did a story about Tamika Houston, not specifically just about her death, which people can look up on Google and find out. She but missing in 2005, just short of her 25th birthday, and eventually was found 15 months later in an, a clearing in the, in, in the forest. She had been um, mutilated, um, her, half her head cut off, and um, um, the man had gone back that killed her and took off things that he thought would identify, people would identify her, and threw the rest of that, those pieces in, the, in a dumpster. So not even the full piece of her was there. But the point about Tamika's story was... Um, telling the story of Tamika who became a poster child for the change that happened when people started to start, decided to say, why are we accepting that there's anything like or called missing white woman syndrome? And why doesn't national media pay attention? Why does Gabby Petito, bless her, who goes missing, suddenly get all the airtime? But we haven't heard of any of these women that she was kind of the poster child for the, the change. Her auntie, Rebecca Howard, is the person that I, um, that David Persons, the person I met when I was doing a women's event in um, Alabama, remembered me and said, hey, are you interested in this story? And I said, of course, I'm interested. Well, can we make something, a podcast or an audio thing about it? So we went around and we started asking about it. And long story short, um, Charlemagne was like, yo, I just got a new deal with Kevin at Audible, and I think we can do it there. And we ended up doing it there. James T. Green was <clears throat> our executive producer. He co-wrote it with me. He brought the Sonic team there. Ben Arnon, Color Farm is my... Um, co-founder, and we had our producers with Rebecca Houston and David Persons and SBH, which is 
uh, Charlemagne and Kevin's company and Audible. And we did it. And it took all of us in it to do it. We had to go do interviews. I had to do the interviews. Had to do the co-wrote the thing. Um, had to call on skills I didn't even have. But I learned. We tried to do our best to tell the story. But also there was a ghost story there, Flame. When we got there, Tamika was showing up as a ghost in her family's life and in strangers' life and still communicating. So we did it as a noir story, a neo-noir story, because I think that things have to be entertaining beyond the value of just the um, the tragedy or the, the thing, you know, the, the thing that makes you look, which is a lot of scandal and that kind of stuff. We needed to tell her story and also lift it up out of that into what you might do if you had Scarlett Johansson missing. You tell a fuller story of who that person was. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides. Loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you... Let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training, and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. How can we... Or you as a woman and, and me as a trans woman, a black trans, how can we get more young women involved in this pro- project? In this, Because young women are the ones that, that get snatched up the most, honestly, because they seem like they're invincible. They seem like they don't pay attention. And I got a flame at her name is TTJ. We call it affectionately. We call it TTJ. She always says, keep your head on a swivel. We need to get more young sisters involved in the missing of black and brown women in this country because they always think that it can't happen to them until it happens to them or somebody they know. 
So that's my question. How can we get more sisters involved in this? Education and awareness of danger and evil out there. The truth is people don't want to say those words, but we know it to be true. And what we do, and part of what Tamika learned, and I think one of her downfall was she thought she was a hustler. She thought she could hang. And often we think we can hang, we put ourselves in positions where we shouldn't. Yeah. That we think, oh, we can work this out. And you don't know or realize that these people have different intentions. They're not just going to get mad at you. They're going to take your life. And we talk in a good game in the music and in the culture about getting the bag and all this stuff. That is a wrong message because what it does is it makes women especially feel like they have to put themselves out there and leverage their position to attract more status. You really put, we have to all come home yeah. and then they go missing because I, I often say, do we see a black Black girl does not have to go missing for us not to see her. These right. people, they're walking down the street every day. We need to have neighborhood watches and people say, I saw her. She, she, you know, people can step out and say, I see the children. And I clock who's supposed to come in, you know, around 12, blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe people who are coming home late from sports and athletic um, athletes are tutoring who's watching them and, and have some kind of, we have phones and apps. We can build things to monitor children. We can build things to monitor um, college students and people going to party, tell people where they're at, uh, check in, things like that. So we need to take advantage of this stuff we have. We also need awareness and education. And we need to also be honest and say sometimes we put ourselves in a position and we do not realize that we, it is out. It has outranked us in terms of danger and um, evilness. Yeah. And you, you cannot learn that. You don't play with these people out there. They're not, it's not a game. No, it's not. And you you could lose your life. And and the more than like the guy had the ladies in the basement or in that house in Ohio, he had them there for 10 years and did whatever he wanted to do with them. And they so the, the way they get you is they 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 uh they grab you and they they tie you up and then they'll give you a little bit here and there to make you feel like they love you or they care about you. You're the only person woo woo and they just use you and make a fool out of you. Times have changed so much, Erica, from when I was a kid because like you said, the neighborhood did watch. Miss Jones gonna look out her window and say, uh, Marcus, don't you do that? I'm gonna call your mama because we did that. You know, they did that when we were young and you knew Miss Johnson was watching. Miss Jackson up on the third floor always was always was in the window. We had somebody to trick. We had dads in the neighborhood or men in the neighborhood that would grab you and say, hey, don't talk to those ladies like that. Watch your mouth. We don't have that anymore. Social media to me, the Internet has made all of that go away. These kids feel so entitled now and so powerful because they think they know everything because of Google. First of all, Google is a liar. Let me just say that. Google said I'm worth 800000 Somebody got about 300000 of my money. Let me just <laughs> Uh, niggas of the world be for more that all that back and and people just said suck it up it is what it is don't tell nobody we've been um lested and done in by neighbors aunt um aunts uncles brothers fathers all sorts of people and there, there doesn't seem to be a me too movement for black women that sort of gives them permission to tell the truth about how how devious and scandalous it is just to live a basic life. And, and, and I'm not talking about someone who's going out and doing all sorts of things that people deem um, um, dangerous and, and can make you vulnerable. Just living your life. And so I like to say I'm glad that you're talking about this subject. I'm glad we can have awareness, but we need to go in high schools, middle schools, and everywhere. And people like you and me go in there and talk about what it is to, um, to um, be vulnerable and how we can be much more um, helpful to each other. Yeah, you know, you made a very valid point, and I always say this when I talk about when they tell me somebody got killed or something happened to somebody, I always say, well, what part did you play in your demise? And what you said is very true. Sometimes you could just be walking home from the store or walking home from school, but a lot of times we put ourselves in precarious positions. That's anybody, not just women. Just you put your, and then you 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 see what happened with the outcome. Unpack the suitcase. Had I not been there, had I not been put myself in that situation, that possibly could not have happened to me now something your life is already blueprinted god is an architect your life is already blueprinted you have to go through the motions hopefully you have a, a faith and a strength where you will survive it and come through it and be able to help and teach somebody else 
But a lot of times people don't pay attention because we feel like we're invincible as, especially when you're young. Oh, I can do anything. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. But something can happen to you. And sometimes something does happen to you. And it's scary. I got two daughters. I tell them all the time, don't ride with these people. Don't be put in situations. And they're black. And I remind them all the time. If And maybe bunch got a bunch of white girlfriends. If you're in a car and some shit go down, you are the suspect just because you wear your badge of honor on your arm. You are the suspect. And them helpers will throw you up under the bus. We get into it all the time. They love me. They do love you. But they will throw you up under the bus. Understand that. You have to remember that you are a black woman in this country. I teach my daughters that all the time. You minister Louis Farrakhan because I'm aware of what is happening in this country to my people and to me. Because I watch, I listen to Thank Minister you. Farrakhan. I like that man. <clears throat> Thank you. I might become a Muslim. I might become a Muslim. Can I wear this wig? <laughs> oh, Lord, please. Let that happen. Now, that, that's not a sitcom. That right there is a, a full anthology. <laughs> I love it. That, a Muslim tranny. That. You know, that would be some shit right there, Miss Erica. Oh, my God. <laughs> please do it. My Lord, please. So what what's next? What's the next project for you? Because when I met you through Karen Hunter, thank you, Karen Hunter. Uh, you were in Chicago thank filming you, a project. What were you? Uh, what's your next big project? Oh, that's right. You got a good memory. Okay, so I was in Chicago filming uh, Shining Girls. It's mm-hmm. out in like a less in the, a few weeks. That's with Elizabeth Moss and um, and Wagner Mora. Uh, that's going to be great. It's a it's a it's a series, an eight part series about women that go missing. Isn't that funny? But there's a whole piece to it. So there's a twist on this. Yeah, this is good. That's going to be good. Eric, uh, go check out the... Love to see you. Um, no, no, I, I can see them, the age progression, you know, because young, Cissy was a beautiful black woman when she was young, but I can she's see gorgeous. them making you all the way through. I can see them doing the age. I can see you doing the, the Cicely Tyson life story. I see that. I really, I'm looking at you right now with your hair pulled back and you, I see, I can see that. My, 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 um, yeah, well, thank you. That's a great compliment. It's one of the greatest. It's one of the things I was told when I first started acting that people said, You remind us of Cecily Tyson. Oh. And I was like, Really? And if we actually played in Mama Flora's family, she was the older version. I was the younger version of her in the last Roots, um, a series. I played young Flora. She was older Flora. So I did a, I did a whole mini series with. With with uh, Tyson, we played each other. Oh, I can definitely see you doing her life story and going through all the change. I want to see you do a woman called Moses. They should, first of all, they should remake that. You should be the one they remake that with. That should be that should be remade to this day. Oh, oh, I love I I love everything about her. But thank you. That's a a great a great thing. So I want to ask you a question, Erica. Let me tell you also a couple of things that I'm getting ready to do. Tribeca, my reparations documentary that we've been filming for the past three years. Oh, okay. I remember you talking about that on Karen Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. It's been accepted. Um, It's going to be out soon. And um, everybody should pay attention for a big, uh, uh, you know, uh, announcement. And so um, that's going out. And then also uh, Swimming with Sharks, which is on Roku. That's on Roku, so check that out. Well, you know it's safe for black people to swim with sharks. They don't like us. Sharks are racist. They don't bite us. I'm, when the last time you heard about a black person getting bit by a shark? Oh, okay. I'm just going to let you marinate they're, on that for a like second. Like sharks and aliens don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> Too many scales. <laughs> That's funny. You know what I want to ask you, though, Erica? You, um... In the movie, The Long Walk Home, I remember you played Whoopi's daughter in there. I wanted to come through that movie. You were so good in that movie. I wanted to come through that TV screen and wring your neck for being an old hard-headed-ass black girl. And your mama told you not to get your black ass on that bus. Uh, When you were doing that and they were doing that scene where they beat your brother and all of that, that had to... Real emotions had to come through you watching that, even though you were part of it. You knew it was an acting scene or whatever. How did you feel at that moment when they were kicking him and stumping him and... It was it was your fault. You did it. I know. It's awful. Um, it was awful. And by the way, during that time and all my first acting gigs, because I think I was 19 at the time, were either um, foster children, uh, civil rights, um, slaves, uh, prostitutes. It was, they were all heavy roles. And they picked you because you could play the drama. And so you had to be in it. I didn't know at the time that I didn't have to bring my own experience to it because I hadn't experienced anything like, but I have experienced um, somebody um, holding you back and 
beating on you and you can't do anything about it. Everyone knows what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. And um, also, uh, when you're there, you don't have to fake it. There's real people in front of you afterwards. They, when they turn on you and you're doing your close-up, they're beating a pillow, you know what I mean? And, and the, the young man, uh, we were, you know, we played, we played together outside. I was a kid. I was a teenager. And so there's not, no imagination. You just got to get out of um, and tribal with my mother. And, um, every just after I did me, Erica being influenced by Whoopi and then the Max character showing that influence. And that's just how we come through life, that we meet you, Flame, Monroe, and the next thing you know, it gives us courage to do things we wouldn't normally do. And, you know, and we, you have the uh, given permission. And so I was given permission to change my hair and do whatever I want. But in and, and that scene, yes, you, you, you're there and it's dramatic, but you just try to remain president yeah see I, I would think that me after the fact i would be like oh i need a drink and i don't even drink because seeing that and knowing what our people went through you know what mm -hmm. i mean would be like mm -hmm. oh my god oh my god oh my god it it, it erica i just and i love Whoopi. thank you for, for acknowledging Whoopi. i fucking love Whoopi goldberg as a as a comedian as an actress yeah. i don't always agree with what she said on the view when i get on there one day i'm gonna let her know girl i don't agree with that no, you're not but it's gonna be in a good way because i admire and love me some Whoopi goldberg I um I want to bring on a flame met to speak with you, uh, Erica, because I got the greatest okay. goddamn I got the greatest fans you ever met in your life. My they oh my people like the old Steven beehive. If the beehive was old, those are my fans. <laughs> <laughs> we won't fight well, you, but we steal your medication. Jan, where you at? I want to bring on the young lady today, T.T. Jan, who I told you, who said, keep your head on swivel. She's very worldly. She's smart. All my fame, all my people love you, Erica, first of all, because they were, they were listening to Karen Hunter when I was working with Karen Hunter and you were on. So they were all listening. So when I told them that you were coming on, they was like, oh, my God, we love Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. You know, that's your name, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. I don't see you, Jan. You got to sit. Where you at? The Maverick. The Maverick. Oh, there she is right there. Flame and the flame myth, somebody said. They gonna follow you now. You gonna get all of them. they. Oh, they real crazy too, but they love you for real. <laughs> hello, Jan. Hello, 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 Queen, and thank you for everything you do. Everything you do because there was a topic of our conversation in the past where we were talking about indigenous women um, going missing in alarming numbers as well. Yeah. And so that made me kind of delve into my sisters, because if they're not being sought out or um, about their their missing, I know that they weren't seeking out uh, black women as well. But I wanted to ask you, have you um, in your experience or are, are you getting that these women um have been sold to like sex trafficking or for their organs um or, I, 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 if they're missing then we don't know but have you gotten any kind of feel that that is greatly what has happened to them um thank you first of all for your beautiful compliments i appreciate that and thank you for all that you're doing and this, the fact that you're aware and you're asking these questions is a great thing you know, Dar darling, I really don't know what's okay. happening overall with these women. There are huge sex trafficking networks mm -hmm. that are real in America. They operate very heavily in the Atlanta area, in mm -hmm. D.C. That is true. What mm -hmm. they're doing with them or their bodies afterwards is anyone's guess. I can imagine that the abuse and the mutilation could be very real. But the problem is, is, like I say, the data analysis of people, they're not looking for them, so they don't right. have any answers for what's happening with them one way or another. There's right. no uh, uh, Liam Neeson to come and, like, taken and suddenly burst in and, and save them or do any of these things. Right. That's why it's unacceptable. And I did think about that question. If they're missing, we don't know. Uh, it was always body. Uncle, you know, saw that as a good job to bring them whomever to, you know, it was just, and, you know, some people thought it was a scare tactic, but you, you're talking about people who have money on top of money on top of money, you know, so I, I am like, you know, I've always thought about that. 
Yes, ma'am. It has to make some national news. This has to be like brought to the forefront of an attention mm-hmm. like often because like mm-hmm. now we're talking about it now, but then you might not hear about it again for three or four or five months until somebody comes right. up missing. This needs to be talked about regularly, uh, Erica. I love that you got that new movie coming out where you're talking about missing, where you say you're talking about missing girls because they make little documentaries about it all the time. But to me, it's never genuine. They never give you the whole story like you said about the one you were doing uh, earlier about Tamika you have to get the entire story they only give you the tragic part they don't never tell you about the part about this was a wonderful person she was somebody's mom or sister she had a job she had dreams she had goals she had a life to live y'all don't talk about that y'all just well she was at the wrong place at the wrong time it's not always that it is not always that it is it's scary. Look, and I want to be a woman. But if you run up on me, I'm a stronger than some of these other women. I'm telling you. I, ooh. <laughs> if I grab you. They be trying to give you back. You hear me? They be trying to cause so much trouble. They be, so be like, let's go. We would, we would come get you too. Oh, I appreciate that. My sister's coming like power warriors. Erica, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask, because you've said you've been working since you were 14. What is your what is your goal of success? What is success to you? Because everybody's measure of success is different. So what is success to you? Happiness. Um, having a good sense of humor about uh, life. Uh, everything is difficult. Blame. I don't need to tell you that the industry is difficult, but no more difficult than any corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the hard part is that you're you're the instrument. You're putting yourself out there, and there's so many systemic race and gender and all these problems that we deal with when we tell stories and storytelling. But I believe it's the most noble um, um, mission you could be on because storytelling is how we tell the history of the world. Yes. And the fact that it's been filtered through a white male, um, mostly uh, point of view, is one of the reasons why things are so fucked up. That uh, police officer, when he was kneeling and putting his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck, had been told the story that not only he could do it, he could do it with impunity, that no one would hold him accountable, that Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be responsible for anything. But if we start showing those stories where they are held accountable, people will think twice. Mm -hmm. If we start showing that you can't do what that woman did to Emmett Till, they'll more than think twice. They won't do these things as Mm -hmm. much because there's always going to be issues. So I believe the storytelling and who we tell stories through, like you, Monroe, is important because suddenly we're expanded. Boom, in one sitting, we've done more to expand not only the history of the world, but to tell how we can be human. And so when I'm, for, when I'm thinking about what I've learned at 14, um, what I've learned is to just remain in my own body and try not to let my ambitions drag me um, um, in a mental space where I can't enjoy what I do because it's so difficult to do any of these wow. things. It's so, it's so, uh, I have to teach myself new skill sets, writing and directing and producing all these things just to do the one thing I was good at, or I thought I was good at, which was, was, um, acting, but it turns out I'm good at a lot of things. I'm a good entertainer and I can tell stories. So there you go. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying what you said. Stay in your own body. Everybody's level of success is different because I don't want to be this the most famous tranny or the, the I just want to be happy being Flame Monroe and and I want to continuously work. Now I don't have to have an Oscar or Emmy or not. I just I want to be the Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson always remember that success too. I just need that. Thank you for <laughs> to the award or shit. <laughs> Just coming after that. You know, you Erica, know that whole situation, us being black in Hollywood and woo woo woo. I I saw I, I see that Will is Will showed us that he was human. Thirty five years, mm-hmm. Will has been the good house Negro. He has played mm-hmm. by every rule they asked him. He made one minor infraction. Nobody died. Nobody lost a limb. Nobody went to jail. And I'm telling you, we as a people, I'm talking about black people, are ready to just discard this man. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like that. But it, it's ingrained in our DNA, just like you said, back from the slavery days. The only reason they caught us. Let me go right way back. The only reason we got oh. caught was because they caught one of us that told on all of us because we are such an ingenious people. We were hidden in the woods. The dogs couldn't even send us, couldn't smell us. We were mm-hmm. smart people, but you caught Chicken George and gave that nigga a piece of chicken and say, where they at? He brought you to us. Y'all gave, y'all took the chicken back, took us and took that nigga. I'm just telling you, we do each other in more than they do us in. Real talk shit. Yeah, yeah. that's true. 
But the the point of the the black and brown women missing, Erica. Thank you for caring. Thank you for speaking. Thank you you for using your platform to make bring awareness because a lot of people don't know, and a lot of young black sisters need to understand that because you think that they're your friend, they will set you up. They had a van here riding around in Long Beach a couple of years ago, a white van. And they would have a one white girl come to ask you questions while the van was close. So then she would grab you and pull you to the van. The van would come up and snatch the girls up. Oh, I walked around with my hand jewelry all day long with my daughters because hear me when I tell you, I will go to prison for man. I've been there before anyway. Plus, they kicked me out. Anywho. <laughs> But it was such a scary situation and more people need to, you need to instill fear in your children. Not fear that something can happen, yeah. but not fear that something will happen to them, but something can happen to them. So I yeah. scared the shit out of my daughter. I did. I scared the hell out of my daughters. But like Jan says, they keep their head on a swivel now. They're very aware of what's going on around them because it's not right in front of you sometimes. It's behind you. Or it's on the side of you. Things can be closer than they appear. That's yes. it. Boom. There it is. I'm gonna put that on. I'm gonna put that tattoo right on my titty. Things can be closer <laughs> than <laughs> This is laugh alert. We still gotta laugh, y'all. Shit. We still gotta laugh. <laughs> Erica, do you have any children? I don't. I've got children, but don't none of my own. No? Did you have one children? No. I did. I did at some point, and I had issues, you know, fibroids and all sorts of other issues. But you know what? I I, I got uh, my friends gave me their children, so that's well. Wait a minute. Since you're taking kids, I wait. Wait a minute. Since you're taking kids, I got a 15 year old. I'm just. I'm just. She potty trained and everything. (laughs) I take her. You know, she sound like she's gonna be a hoop. Woo, gonna be shh, girl. If I showed you all this gray up under this blonde, good God. <laughs> this this was um uh, this was so important for people to hear and understand that just because you're an actress, just because you're a celebrity, things that are, uh, that resonate with hear from a celebrity before they'll hear from their own parent because they'll trust it more because you you're you're a star you're a celebrity so I love the fact that you are transferring this information which is what Laugh and Learn is about we transfer information on this page and you gave us so much information and so much insight Erica and I just I just fucking love you let me just say that I just fucking love you I loved you from the day we interviewed on Kara Hunter though well, I, fucking oh, love man. I fucking love you too. <laughs> But actually, you know what? I'm not even kidding. I've seen all your Breakfast Club. I've been, um, um, I'm a fan for real. I know you won't believe me, but I hope you do. And I, and I look forward to not only your success, but I just, I just love you. But I think that you are absolutely yes. one of a kind energy, just so smart. So smart, the, the, you know, and um, amazing just power, but also there's such a, a beautiful gentleness about you that I just adore. So I just think that you are gorgeous in, in every way, and thank you so much for introducing Flame to the world. Girl, don't stop talking. Keep going, girl. Keep going. No, I'm just... <laughs> Oh, uh, thank you, Erica. And and I hope that one day we can work on a project together because I would love to be like Maxine Shaw's the big brother. Ooh, I could be the big adopted brother your mama gave me up for, and then you came to a club and saw me and I realized, girl, that's my mama. Wait a minute. Oh, that would be dope. <laughs> Erica, because of beautiful women like yourself, beautiful black women like yourself, inspires me. It it uplifts me to be a better. And I'm a super. The day always one. If you take the time, I you have joining me too. You um this is because these auntie perspective. They hear that. They I made up for it today. The thing is coming and take a look wherever you can. People, the poor people's campaign. Reverend Barber, join that. They're going to be June 8th. Can I say this, please? Yes. It's going to be June 18th in D.C. in coalition of black, brown, white, 
every color in the world to change the politics on the ground. And let's not just dog our politics, let's support them. Let's get out there and do something about it because we can't just look and then just be critical. We have to make sure we put ourselves out there in order to change things. Together we can do it. I appreciate the time here and also the opportunity. Oh, before you leave, I want to ask you, because now you just opened up my mind to ask you a question. Have you ever considered jumping into the world of politics? We need more black sisters. We need more black people, period. But we definitely need more black sisters. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, a couple of people have asked me in honesty about it. In fact, one of my mentors, Hillary Clinton, uh, she said, I love Hillary. Politics. I love her. I love her. People don't even understand. They'd be like, you don't know. I said, no, you don't know. Cause you can never back. Don't debate me about Hillary. I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm one of her most traveled surrogates. And I even, um, I designed the, her campaign poster that she used in both cycles, uh, the Hillary poster. Mm -hmm. But, um, what I, what I love about her and what I love about anybody like her is the fact that people don't think that strong women need support. And I say strong women need the most support, that they take it all on themselves and they make it seem like it's all like what it's like what they're doing. I think you know I don't possibly do a show what I've learned about because a lot of people mean, but it's not true. You tell my girl Hillary that I said she would have won if she would have showed her a little more cleavage. All she had to do was show a little bit of cleavage. <laughs> A, and tell her, I know that she think that she was the strongest white woman in the world, or the strongest woman in the world, but tell her she learned the great valuable lesson about how to stand by her man from uh, from Coretta, because Coretta knew all Martin's bull BS, and she stood by her man quietly. That's what Hillary learned. Ooh, I said it. Tell her, I said it. <laughs> I will. I I, now you know I would love that, Eric. Let Eric, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my wonderful guest today, Miss Erica Alexander. Erica, the great Alexander, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. Girl, let me tell you something. Was that your booty on the show, or did you stick your booty out? Because that booty used to be high and stuck out. Was that your booty, or was that your walk? That was my booty. That was my. <laughs> Girl, don't be over here testing, turning on my channel. You know I'm a boy up under here. You better stop. I'm gonna take this wig off. I'm gonna turn into a player. You better knock it off. Erica, thank you so much. You are wonderful. You are a wonderful woman. You are an inspiring woman, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for me and my flamettes. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining me for that. We'll talk. I love you. Appreciate you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all make some noise for my very special guest, Erica Alexander. She was so wonderful. I miss my Lauren today, but she will be back next week. I want you guys to follow Erica, the great Alexander, on her page on Instagram and, and listen to all her projects. I hope you guys took in all that she was sharing with us, especially as far as young black and brown sisters missing in this country and black and brown women, period, because everybody is somebody's mom or sister or cousin or somebody. That was wonderful. I appreciate you, Flame Mess, for being in. Thank you, Jan. You guys know I could not do the show without you. Thank you, my boy, Kendall. Y'all sent up some hearts for Kendall. I appreciate you. I will see you all on Love Lounge tonight. Thank you for joining us for Laugh and Learn. The tickets for DC for my birthday, the live Laugh and Learn, are still on sale. Go to the DC Comedy Love website, which is July 14th. Also, we're doing four comedy shows on the 15th and 16th. Jamaica Jatoy and Hope Flood will be joining me on the 14th. So I appreciate you. Shout out to Charlemagne for giving Erica and, and Kevin Hart for giving her a space and a, a platform to get out this information, to teach, to show the world what's missing because we don't make the public. We don't always make the news, but we can make the news with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Laugh and Learn. And on this show, we are not here to change, get you to change your mind. We are simply trying to get you to use your mind because in order to use your mind, you have to have a mind. Independent and critical thinking falls on you. You cannot let nobody else make a decision that is going to impact your life on you. It has to be your decision. So thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Flame Monroe. My co-host Lauren Hogan is not here today, but she will be back next week. Please follow her on Lauren Hogan on YouTube or Lauren Armani H on Instagram. And I am at Monroe Flame on Instagram and Flame Monroe on YouTube. But download the audio on under the Black Effect Network on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcast. This is what we want you to do. We want you to listen to the audio because that's where we get our money at. But we do the video because we want you to see who we're talking to and see the voices that's coming out the faces. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you here at Laugh and Learn. I will see you all next week. I'm going to fix my Glenn Close hair. Don't it look like I got on the Glenn Close hair from uh, Fatal Attraction at the Michael Watson name beat our ass. Uh-huh. For telling I'll call your wife and then he snatched. Oh, I got the snatch look. <laughs> Thank you, Flamettes. I love you guys. Peace. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Slay Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High the Number 5 Casino.com. High Five Casino.